0: mystical millennial a podcast about the musings of a self-proclaimed glamour witch and her friends grab a drink and join me v for a magical chat i'm really excited that we've made it to the first episode with a guest well a guest other than patrick but i live with him so He's, he still is going to be here today. He has a few exciting cocktails today. But before I move forward any further, allow me to introduce the fantastic Blue Six.
1: Welcome to the show, Joe. Hello. I'm really happy to be here. I am beside myself.
0: Yeah. We've been talking about doing this for months now.
1: And it's something I get to look forward to because all of my friends are sick and tired of hearing me talk about my decks. <laughs> How many Well, now you, you have a whole yeah. new
0: set of friends that can listen to you talk about your tarot decks. Exactly. <laughs> you actually were the one who suggested the topic today. What are we talking about today? Uh,
1: today we'll be talking about the devil and how he the is... The <laughs> And how he kind of exists in the tarot. So that's going to be quite fun.
0: Yes, we're going to do our first tarot deep dive into Lucifer himself. And we'll break everything down including a crash course on Satanism. But first, we have to start this properly with drinks, because when friends get together, they have drinks. So allow me to introduce Potions Master and my own personal Knight of Cups, Patrick.
2: What's up? How's it going?
0: Patrick, meet Job. Job, meet Patrick.
2: Hello, Job. Grace, How are you doing? I'm all right. <laughs> I'm actually pretty excited to meet a full-fledged Satanist. I actually keep a copy of the Satanic Bible and the Satanic Scriptures on my bedside table
0: so considering that we are talking about the devil tarot card today what was your inspiration you actually made two cocktails today
2: yeah it was a little difficult to to try and maybe come up with a a good tarot equivalent because I think the devil cards pretty he seems like a pretty complex tarot card i yes. think right mm, yeah definitely yeah I, I didn't really know uh the, the best way to approach it from a tarot perspective but I think ever since I was a kid the devil's always been portrayed and One way or another in some sort of media, you know, presentation. So I figured I would kind of accumulate my media representations of Satan mixed with a little bit of my understanding of real Satanism and try and come up with a I came up with two cocktails. Mm -hmm. So the first one is going to kind of be what I would imagine either represents the devil or what the devil would order for himself. And I kind of ended up settling on a Manhattan. Manhattans are pretty classic. We talked about martinis in the first episode. And actually a Manhattan is really just a bourbon or really a whiskey martini.
0: It's like the darker, the dark version, whereas a martini is clear. Like this is like, it's actually a really pretty like amber color.
2: It is. It's got small variances to it the way that a martini does. But at the end of the day, it's pretty much the same concoction, just made with different liquors.
0: I have to try this. I don't think I've ever had a Manhattan. My grandfather liked these. I
2: don't think you're going to like
0: it. Well, I'm going to try it.
1: Job, do you like Manhattans? Um, I've not actually had one. I I do have cocktails every now and again, but Manhattan isn't that big a thing in local pubs, unfortunately.
2: You know, it's not really a huge thing in America either. I mean, I I think that if you go to a good bar and you order one, they're not going to give you any... They're not going to ask what it is, but... They're not super popular. I think they used to be more popular. They've been around for quite a while, so maybe we could just we we'll just mention the history of it real quickly. And I do want to say again, I'm referencing Ultimate Bar Book by Mitty Helmick. Uh, this was also referenced for the Martini episode here. The legend is that the Manhattan was actually created in honor of. Lady Randolph Churchill, which was actually Winston Churchill's mother. Oh, um, that's
0: so appropriate since we have an English guest.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 there you go. <laughs> well, and it's funny too, you know, because, you know, we talked about how martinis are so, they're classically made with gin, which is a very British liquor. Mm-hmm. And then you have this American equivalent mm-hmm. being made in the States for a, a British woman. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. You know? And this
0: drink is super sweet. I just tasted it. I don't, like it up. I think on ice it would be go down a little bit more smoothly, but mm-hmm. I don't hate the flavor.
2: Yeah, and mine's a little bit different. I can explore that in just a minute. So 1874, so late 1800s was kind of when the Manhattan was really created. Uh, it's kind of really one of those whiskey drinks that can be made with any, really any kind of whiskey you want. Um, I would steer clear of using something like an Irish whiskey or a Scotch in a Manhattan. Oh yeah, you
0: don't want something peaty in that.
2: No, and, and, and I think Irish whiskey is, is far too delicate mm. for the vermouth. You're using a sweet vermouth with Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Irish whiskey tends to have a little bit of citrus flavor to it also. It like, does, yeah. And and that, that might lend itself to a, a version of a martini but not something like this mm-hmm. i wouldn't do it i suppose anybody could but i think that they're made more for canadian and, and american whiskeys they say the originals were made with rye uh which is a quite a harsh whiskey
0: that's pretty much all canadian whiskeys are rye that are i they? understand yeah
2: oh okay so i always felt like canadian whiskey was real sweet like well i, tried I mean the,
0: this is a sweet drink so it there is, you go it's
2: a little sweeter yeah So we can just run through a quick recipe real quick. Uh, It's going to be basically two parts whiskey to a half part sweet vermouth. A lot of times there's going to be a dash of Angostura bitters that are going to be used in it. Mm -hmm. But from there, the sky's the limit. And you're talking about replacing the whiskey with any other kind of whiskey you want. Sweet vermouth can be replaced with a Duvenet Rouge, which is what I used in this drink. If you like to lean more on the sweeter whiskey flavored liqueurs you can also even go that route if you really want it sweet you could do something like a soco yeah or or, um what i'm using is actually called a rock and rye Mm -hmm. which is a it's a it's a rye liqueur that's actually mixed with rock candy so it actually has a yeah it's actually pretty good it's on the sweeter side it is
3: sweet yeah
2: you know manhattans are hard to drink but i always found whiskey to be kind of rewarding to drink. It's
0: easy to sip on. Mm.
2: It is. It's, it's easy to sip on. It, it's. I think that there's kind of that idea of pain and pleasure within the devil card, That's right? That's so funny. Yes. One of the
0: cards uh, that I, I brought today is the devil card. It's called pain and pleasure.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I could definitely see the devil kind of ordering something like a Manhattan and being like, ooh, that hurts. you Yeah. Know, <laughs> <like it's> just... <laughs> Uh, Joe, do you do you drink a lot of whiskey at all?
1: Um, no, I've actually only last year got uh, bought myself a bottle to kind of work my way through uh, around Christmas last year because I think I just had like a JD and Coke and then thought, "Sod I'll order a JD, see how it goes." So I'm still kind of dipping my toe into whiskies and bourbons and ryes and stuff.
2: Nice. So you you kind of dabbled your toe into Jack Daniels, huh? Really uh, yes. out of
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in my in in my social circles of um, rock clubs and alternative bars, if the Jack Daniels is out of stock, you might as well just close the bar. To be fair. Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> that popular. Huh? Well, that's popular. Yeah,
1: we, I assume it's the same over there. But it's kind of like the. Still kind of like a biker's rocker's style of drink, um, Jack Daniels. And I think the only other thing I tend to have is Bells. But then once again, that's more to mix as well. So, But I'm kind mm-hmm. of um, just trying it neat because it also winds up lasting longer as well.
2: Yeah, I agree. I like drinking it that way, too. I, fi- I find whiskey, whiskey kind of tells you how to drink it. Mm -hmm. It kind of has this has this way about it where it's like it's almost like I feel like if I'm getting if I'm getting too drunk, the whiskey becomes too strong.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't
2: know. it's, It's a really interesting liquor to drink straight.
0: Yeah, I mean, when I went to Ireland and I ordered a a Jameson and they automatically mixed it with soda water and lime, like I wanted just a Jameson with a mixer, and that's how they mixed it. And that's my favorite way to drink it now, but it really does bring out the flavors in the Jameson because it's got some of that citrusy flavor. But I don't think I would have thought of that on my own.
2: Yeah, we typically don't think about um, what kinds of flavors we can mix with whiskey whiskey has such a strong flavor on its own that it can sometimes be difficult to mix it into things. I'm personally not a huge fan of the Manhattan. Um, I actually prefer to drink my whiskey neat. Uh, a Manhattan is just fine. Um, if you are going to make it at home, I would make a couple recommendations. The first is don't shake a Manhattan. You know, we, we talked about not shaking a martini because it can bruise the gin. I would actually recommend not shaking a Manhattan because I think it just makes it too cold, and I think when bourbon becomes too chilled, it doesn't taste as good. Mm. It, it really takes a lot of the flavor out of it. It can get too watered down when it gets shaken. Um, I think stirring it is really the way to go. Kind of it allows the bourbon to chill and to get married with the vermouth without it overpowering it with a with a cold bite on it. Mm. But they're fine, and, and I, I enjoy them occasionally. Uh, they can be made quite well, and uh, there's there's a lot of different ways to substitute things. Uh, typically, they will have a maraschino cherry kind of dropped in. That's kind of like what we think of as an olive for a martini. Your yeah. maraschino cherry is going to be for your Manhattan. But maraschino cherry is it's also one of those things Super that's kind of hard to find. It's sweet. Uh, it can be expensive, quite honestly, you know. And it's like if you're only ever using it in Manhattan, I actually just drop in a. I do like a drop of Luxardo, get the maraschino liqueur, and I nice. just drop it in when I make it. Mm. Getting kind of the same thing out yeah. of it. <laughs> That's you're not having enough. to spend. Yeah, you're not having to spend eight dollars on a craft maraschino, <laughs> you know, thing, whatever. So uh,
0: yeah, because <laughs> you don't want to get the things you put on top of an ice cream sundae. That would be. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> but what's the other drink? You came up with.
2: I was thinking about. I don't know why. But when I imagine. When I think about the devil. I always think of him at a bar. I, I feel like the <laughs> devil does best. In a, in a place where he can grab liquor. And grab somebody else. Yeah. With <laughs> consent I th- kids. <laughs> <laughs> I started thinking. What would the devil order. For someone else. What kind of a drink. Embodies. A. Uh, deceptive quality to it but is also dangerous at the same time and as cheesy as it sounds i think a long island iced tea really fits the bill Uh, it's one of those drinks that not only looks like it's not a cocktail but it certainly has uh, flavors to it that are extremely deceptive for those of you that have never tried it before it's called a long island iced tea for good reason it looks
0: like and tastes like iced tea and i'm a southern girl you can trust me on that.
2: <laughs> I'm just, i am it as well. So.
0: <laughs> this cocktail has lit- It it is a mixed bag of liquors. Mm-hmm. It's got vodka, gin, rum, whiskey. What am I missing?
2: Not whiskey. It's got Quantro uh, or Triple Set. Yeah. And, oh, that's
0: right. You mix all the clear liquors.
2: That's right. Yeah. And, and tequila. Oh my god. Oh. There's
1: tequila. In. Oh,
2: no, no.
1: I'm done. <laughs> no. I have history with tequila.
2: <laughs> most people do.
1: And it's always it the same story
2: with most of mankind. <laughs> it is it is a drink that is we talked last week about, you know, what it's like to have a dessert cocktail, something that's kind of crafted to, to taste like something that you're eating. And a Long Island iced tea is one of those things that's made to mimic something you would drink. It's a tasty that fake. That is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. I could really see the devil at a bar. You know, maybe he's trying to hit on a, a girl or a guy. I'm sure he goes anyway. And he's probably, you know, <laughs> he's probably looking at the bartender like, hey, get him an iced tea with a wink. You know, he doesn't even have to say yeah, it.
0: Yeah, you just say it, iced tea. Right. He can,
2: <laughs> he can be deceptive about it all, all the way through and through. And the thing about a Long Island iced tea is is it'll get you very drunk because it has a lot of alcohol in it, and it's also topped with Coke, so you get a, sh- a sugar hit. It hits you so much faster because of that. It, it's, it's one of those things that you can really get lost in. And then you find yourself very intoxicated, and all you want to do is blame the drink, but you're the one who's been drinking it. You <laughs> right? gave it
0: to me, and I'm right. halfway done already. Yeah. So th- I don't know how the rest of this podcast is going to go. Job, I'm sorry in advance.
1: <laughs> it, it's fine. I've had two pints of cider, and I'm currently halfway through a bottle, uh, a glass of wine. Perfect. <laughs> it's it's this ing- fun. It, yeah, this it's a Saturday. I'm I'm surprised I'm still sober. To be fair. <laughs>
0: Not for long. This is about the devil, after all.
1: (laughs) I've got more cider. It's fine.
0: Nice. So, tell the people how we make this drink, Patrick.
2: Okay, so the Long Island Iced Tea is going to be equal parts. Now, usually you can want to stick with something like a three-quarters of an ounce so that it just fits into the glass. But really, it's just going to be equal parts of rum, gin, vodka, tequila cointreau or triple sec then you're going to use an ounce of lime juice and uh, three quarters ounce of orange juice and then you're basically just topping everything off with a lemon wedge Um, because there's actually so much liquid uh, and because the flavors marry quite well there's not really any need to shake it Um, you can basically just fill a glass with ice and you just start pouring it in and once you top it with the soda, just stick a long spoon in the glass and, and stir it up gently. The flavors the flavors will mix just fine, um, and it, it is ready to go.
0: So, so I counted about three and a half ounces of liquor. Correct. Holy crap.
2: So to put that into perspective, you know, an average well-poured margarita is going to have maybe three. So yeah. this is probably a little bit stronger than a margarita with all those different things in it. So
0: all right. Well, bring it on. I'm going to go ahead and place an order for another.
2: <laughs> Thank
0: you very much.
2: I don't know. I don't know how much the Long Island iced tea really embodies the devil, but I think the deceptiveness of the cocktail is kind of just what brought that to mind. And I know that there's a lot more to the devil than that. <laughs> um,
0: but that's where we come in.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's where you guys get to. Explore that. So.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Check out the Instagram page for the recipes and pictures of the drinks we made today. And please drink responsibly.
1: Yes, very responsibly. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.
0: So now that we're properly lubricated, let's actually dive into the Devil card. Number 15 in the Major Arcana, one of, arguably one of the scarier cards in the tarot because people recognize yeah. it a lot. I yeah. feel like that's one of the things people ask a lot. What if I draw? The death or the so, devil yeah. card.
1: I, I, th- I think the devil card is the, to people who have a vague idea, I think it's the second most scary. Because, yeah, yeah I think the death card is the scariest.
0: I, I actually really like, the death card is one of the cards that I look at if I'm thinking about purchasing a new deck. I go mm-hmm. to the death card try to find an image of that in the deck to see if I want to use it because like the devil death has this kind of expanded meaning yeah and I'll probably talk about that on a future episode but the devil well before we get into kind of the meaning of the devil let's let's break it down and again there will be pictures on the Indeed. Instagram page mystical millennial so the traditional Rider Waite Smith image is it's a direct foil of the lover's card actually which depicts Adam and Eve coming out of the Garden of Eden yes but instead of the angel in the middle, there is the the Baphomet, yeah. the half-goat, half-man, horned and winged devil, and he's between a naked man and woman, and it, they're in chains, and mm. the devil's got a handle of the chains. Yes. Honestly, it is kind of a scary image. Yeah. It, if you, it, especially if you aren't familiar with any of the imagery and breaking down what it means. Like, side-by-side, side, lovers and devil, is a little terrifying. It's almost like when you turn a black light on, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's got that same impact. It's a fucking scary card. I mean, what's nice, though, I'll go ahead and mention, because I've been talking so much about the Shadowscapes deck in my Mm -hmm. other episodes, because the the Shadowscapes version of the devil doesn't look anything like that at all. Mm. So there's a lot going on in this card. I'll do my best to describe it. It's still a Baphomet, but he's um, making a heart, and there's a woman... Trapped underneath him In like this little alcove
3: mm-hmm.
0: It's this very calming blue Which in the, the RWS devil It's it's black background yeah. It's very bleak blue. Again that's one of the reasons I love Shadowscape so much Is because it's very gentle on the images For people who have never had a tarot reading before yeah. When you get the devil you're like Oh that isn't really that scary Not that, to say that tarot readings can't be scary But yeah. it's just
1: For the uninitiated
0: the uniniti- Yeah exactly But also my style of tarot reading is i I tend to go more uplifting rather than um, hardcore you need to get your shit together.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, t- I tend to be a bit more flexible depending on who I'm doing a reading for.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. If it's other tarot readers and they understand the nuances of the decks, I will definitely be a little bit more blunt in my language.
1: Although between you and me, you know just you know not't tell anyone else just, between you and me, I'm terrified of doing readings for other tarot readers. Oh, really? Because uh, I, I basically have a thing where, I, you know, I'm doing a reading and I'm watching that because obviously when you're doing a reading, you look at someone's face and I'm looking <laughs> at their face thinking, are they judging what I'm doing? Are they going? Yeah, it's that thing, you know, like if you're doing your job in front of your boss and it's like either they're thinking I'm doing a good job or th- sitting there thinking <laughs> where you're doing it wrong. And uh, yeah, so I, it's, it's very weird when that happens. Performance it's anxiety, still- that's the word.
0: Oh, it's so funny because I feel like I feel like I went from reading to myself to reading for other people. It was like zero to sixty. <laughs> you know, it happened. Really, it honestly did happen really fast. I got really bored reading for myself yeah. because I wanted to overanalyze everything. I mean, to be honest, I already knew what I needed to do, and so the tarot cards were just reiterating that. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, this isn't fun. I want to read for other people, and and now I have my own side business. But yeah. let's talk about let's dive into what the devil yeah. means now that we've kind of described it a little bit. So mm. let me let you tackle that one, Joe.
1: All right. So oh, sorry, are we talking in the context of the tarot or overall? Both. Honestly. Okay, right. I mean, cause so, I,
0: I think the meaning is, you know,
1: inherent you really, to the,
0: yeah, mm. you can't really extricate okay. it.
1: Well, in this regard, it's kind of like, uh, cause I've got a few in front of me because I can't do a tarot show without having at least a few. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so in regards to that it's kind of one of the one of like the key aspects uh, when it comes to the devil in tarot and in general culture. It's that term for I guess kind of gluttony
3: mm. and the
1: kind of wanting of more. And so indulgence. Th- that's the word, indulgence. And so therefore sometimes there's nothing wrong in having wanting a bit of cake, but there is a problem if you eat the entire cake. And so therefore, one of the meanings I, I sometimes pick up from when I when the devil comes up is the idea of like too much indulgence or addiction or temptation. And as we all know, temptation is one of the devil's biggest, I'm going to say this in air quotes, attributes. Uh, <laughs> one of the problems with that is that it's usually considered, indulgence is always considered like a bad thing anyway, mm-hmm. you know, um, but then it's like, it's down to like an individual thing really, because one person's too much is one person's enough i guess
0: exactly mm.
1: it's a subjective sort of um he's very subjective in that regard really but yeah.
0: wasn't well, that the thing because there's a scene in the bible where jesus goes into the desert and the devil comes to tempt him with yeah. like riches and stuff like that things like that because jesus grew up like a carpenter's son mm. and the idea is that jesus knows he's the son of god but the devil's like look at all these riches you could have yeah. he's like no, I'm going to walk around in my unshod feet for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm, um, I'm, I'm slowly making my way through. I, I live in a Christian household and we mm-hmm. have so many copies of the Bible and books about the Bible and geographical history and stuff like that. So I've decided to borrow um, uh, my mother's Bible, which is probably like twice my age minimum. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, so I'm slowly making my way through it. So um it's the King James Bible which is the version that most people read but there are other 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 copies other versions are available.
0: Yeah, it's easier to read versions available.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, so I'm slowly making my way through that. Oh, that's
0: interesting. I'll have to check in with you when you're done with that. I'd really love to hear that.
1: I mean, I'm dyslexic, so it's going to take me a while. But um, (laughs) I mean, to be fair, I did skip ahead to read the actual Ten Commandments. Makes sense, but kind of odd. But I'll get to that in another time. But in reading Genesis, at least, in Genesis, it's not actually the devil in the garden. That's the snake. It's just a serpent and it's not until revelations that someone actually says that it was the devil in it which is mm-hmm. and that's probably about 2 to 3000 years after genesis was written so right. there's a bit of disparity there but yeah if you do consider that uh, the serpent to be the devil then yeah it's about temptation but as you were talking about with jesus in the desert a lot of people kind of look at that as if to say hey man who's wandering around in the desert living off of almost nothing there's some rocks turn it to bread you can eat and obviously it's like no you know a man cannot live off bread alone and it's like yeah but you need <laughs> the modern interpretation is yeah but you need bread to live because of the whole food and digestion and stuff like that and then it goes on to say worship me as a um you know worship me as a king and all this earth will be yours and but the message is basically well you know, I don't need the earth because I'm going to go to heaven. And that's the theme of the story. But for people who don't necessarily believe that there is a heaven to go to, this whole story basically means, hey, the entire earth is yours. Just go for it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and there's there's the sense that in that story in particular is a great foil to the devil because that's a story of deprivation. Because mm. I grew up in the church, and the Jesus' 40 days in the desert is what is known as Lent. Yeah. And Lent is when you give something up, so you have a fast. Like, one year, when I was, like, 15, because Starbucks was all the rage when I was 15, and, and that was all we had in the tiny town. So mm. I gave up Starbucks for Lent, and it yeah. was really hard. <laughs> it was very hard for my 15-year-old self. But Lent <laughs> was supposed to be, like, a period of spiritual growth, because you give something up in yeah. the name of Jesus. But you th- where jesus represents deprivation in that story the devil represents indulgence and kind of living for the moment
1: yeah um you you saying that i've, I've got my uh, what i'm calling my book of job Once, yeah
0: yeah i've <laughs> meant to, okay yeah that's right let me, let me stop and mention because i need to mention job's has two really great youtube channels one is new actually you and i kind of started our new adventures kind of at the same time yeah my new podcast, your new YouTube channel. So yes. his YouTube channel is the Book of Job, where he talks about his um, his journey of being a Satanist. Yes. Which we'll talk a little bit more about after we get through the devil card itself. Mm. And it's fantastic. It's cool to see some of the materials used and explanations for them. Yes. Um and then the other channel is your Blue Six Tarot channel where you do weekly readings, weekly forecasts, and deck yeah. reviews.
1: Yes. Both um, are
0: really great. Check them out on YouTube. Yeah, One is uh, Book of Job, the other is Blue Six Tarot.
1: Yes. Uh, my tarot has reached 405 subscribers. So, um, yeah. yeah. So hope I'm aiming to try and get to 500 by the end of October. So Halloween, rock on. Sweet. And Book of Job has reached 13 um, subscribers which is great considering it's only been up a week since recording a week today nice. so nice. i think i've done quite well but <clears throat> going back to what i was saying earlier because you were talking about uh, jesus representing kind of like um deprivation. Of deprivation now uh, i've got my book of job which is basically my notebook of stuff that i'm learning in uh, satanism all different branches that i think are worth keeping so i so from the uh, satanic bible written by anton levay got to drop his name in there somewhere um when it's the from the nine satanic statements you've got indulgence instead of abstinence as like the first law and i do find that quite interesting um, in regards to what you were saying it, it's kind of apt i guess is the best way to say it there's nothing to say you can't have enough But it's about making sure you have enough rather than going out, going without for no real reason.
0: Oh, that's really interesting. But the other half of the devil that I really find kind of cool is um, its ambition, the devil's ambition. And that really comes from its astrological association, which
1: are you into astrology Mm -hmm. at all? Um, Not as much now. I used to be, but um, obviously I know that. Um, every tarot has a corresponding element and mm. uh, an astrological sign, but I don't follow that as much because that's just not the, st- I guess that's not the style in which I read, but um, mm, yeah.
0: <laughs> Astrology was like the second thing I got into after tarot. So mm. it's, it makes up a lot of, and honestly, I feel like it's kind of a big part of if, if people are into any of that, um, spiritual stuff Mm -hmm. astrology is a gateway for a lot of people you know people always know to ask what's your sun sign yeah so so it's it's really easy to kind of reference oh do you know if there's like a libra in your life or a virgo or something like that but for the devil the sign is capricorn which is represented by the goat so baphomet which is Mm. half goat is is pretty yeah um it's it's it works pretty well there. But I really like it. I actually have um, a lot of Capricorn in my astrological chart. So mm-hmm. I have I kind of have that connection. So the devil for me has always been kind of positive. It's about ambition and hard work. I mean, arguably Capricorn, because it's a no-nonsense, hyper-ambitious sign. Like kind of that climb the corporate ladder kind of yeah. thing. Um, but... I mean, so there was actually a really good description in um, Tarot and Astrology by Corinne Kenner. She also Mm -hmm. did the descriptions for the cards in the Wizards Tarot. Um, But she talks about in that book that Capricorn would be the only sign that could beat the devil in a hand of cards. Okay. (laughs) Because they're just that cunning, that there's Mm. that kind of um, social awareness Kind of um, that logic of staying one step ahead of your opponent. Mm-hmm. And then there's other that other aspect of ambition where, you know, some people accuse of ambitious people of stepping over other people yeah. to get to where you want to go. And I feel like that's kind of every person for themselves kind yeah. of an idea. Kind of what we were talking about, too. Like the individual indulgence is not going to mean, you know, what's indulgent for you is not going to be the yeah. same as what it means for me. So it's it's the same with ambition, you know. Every single person I know, ha- honestly, has different goals, which is nice because then I don't have any competition because, again, I exactly. have a lot of Capricorn in my chart. Yes. <laughs> but it's just kind of that, that social cunning, which is kind of fun. And, and something, you know, I feel like that kind of went, ties into the uh, the bar scene Patrick painted of yeah. the devil ordering cocktails.
1: <laughs> yeah, because that's kind of... Because that, that in itself is a strategy. It's like, I, I know, I like... And I know what I want, and this is how I get what I want.
0: Right.
1: That's one of like not a core tenant, but with in regard once again in regard to like um, satanic organizations, you've got the Church of Satan, um, which was founded Mm -hmm. by Anton Levay, Anton Levay, who was the man who wrote all sorts. Which is one of the one of his most popular books is the Satanic Bible and Satanic Rituals. Mm -hmm. And one of their things. Uh, on their website if you want to know anything about the uh, the church of satan their website has everything and i mean everything they the, the website could be its own book at this point but nice of, mm, <laughs> it, de- it depends on oh, if you, oh not nice <laughs> i mean it, it it depends on if you want to be sitting at a screen for ages i guess it just depends but anyway um
0: it's one of those rabbit hole kind of places
1: yeah yeah you could be reading pages for ages Oh, I should have thought of a t-shirt. Anyway, and uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the things they say is, if there's something you want, get it. If there's something you want and there's no reason you can't have it, just get go for it. And that's kind of one of the things they have kind of push for. Now, obviously, there's obviously mm. nuance to those sort of uh, to those sort of statements, but you know, generally, generally speaking, that's kind of the kind of way they go for it, and that's kind of how. The the devil in the depiction of tarot is also the idea of, hey, look, it's like impulse. That's the word. So it's kind of like, hey, I kind of want, yeah, because if you want to go by um, paradise lost, the reason why Satan was thrown out of heaven um, is literally because he wanted more for himself, not necessarily in a greed way, but more of, hey, actually, can I have more actually i'd like more and the answer was no So, what well, i want more and that's kind of where i always see with stuff like indulgence and stuff is there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong in wanting more but it's only wrong for other yeah it's other people who decide whether if you're if you should have more i guess
0: yeah i guess there's there's um the question of morality and like wanting mm. more like you want more but is there enough to go around mm. almost there's that like caveat to yeah. the end of it
1: yeah i mean which is always why it's always an interesting discussion because some things people can have more of but not to the detriment of others right yeah i mean if we can, let, let's move on otherwise we're gonna go into a complete
0: yeah we're gonna yeah. talk about like politics the rich and stuff Yeah, no no Wait, I... no i don't you know <laughs> Everybody already knows my political views, and I try to stay away from that stuff anyway, because this is a happy podcast. But since you've already kind of opened up the conversation Mm -hmm. about Satanism, so you have described yourself as a card-carrying Satanist, which I love.
1: (laughs) Yes, I'm quite proud of that myself.
0: (laughs) I love your card. There's a great (laughs) YouTube video where Job shows off his card and a certificate. You're, you're member number 2020,
1: aren't you? Um, I ter- um After looking into that, um, it, that is the year in which the thing is. Okay. Issued. I was yeah. like,
0: that's really ironic. <laughs> I, I thought
1: so. No, I had already opened it at that point. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I wonder what that stands for. That must be my member number. And it's one of those things after I mentioned it on the video, did it clock during the video? I'm like, oh, wait, that's just when it was issued. But yeah, so, uh, <laughs> I'm now a quote-unquote official member of the satanic temple and i say quote-unquote because to be to be a member you basically just sign up to their email mailing list and so basically you're a member and then it says but if you want to kind of be a, a more more of a member you can buy it for like it's 25 dollars, not including potage and packing um which for me was about 10 pounds which is about 15 dollars. nice uh yeah not too bad um <laughs> But thankfully, I don't think I have to pay import tax on that one. Import. So, is there like a UK Church of Satan?
0: You join um, the US Church is, of
1: Satan? Uh, um, essentially, what I've done is I've just joined the organisation, ah. and and it then it's how I said, hey, on the on their website, um, it's basically, hey, type in your area and we can tell you if there's a temple near you, and there is one in the UK. <laughs> and in the whole
0: UK, In
1: the entire UK. Oh however however, it is in london so okay <laughs> so that's um because uh, i live outside of the city of london
0: i mean the uk did give birth to like an entire sect of christianity so i'm not i guess i shouldn't be surprised <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that there's yeah. less
1: satanists in the uk uh, look, we're, we're, we're too, look we're too busy um talking about people coming over here and taking our jobs <laughs> uh, people that's who can't see on... like america <laughs> yeah, but we're English, so we've done it we did it first.
2: Oh yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> we did we did it first, we've been doing it longer. And <laughs> and added another country with some of our, and sent some of our own people to a different country and now centuries later we now complain about that country. That's kinda of funny think about <laughs> it. Oh. oh my gosh. But yeah, so um yeah, so basically I for like twenty five dollars you can order A certificate and be an official Satanist. Yes, you get a certificate, a business card, and a really cool sticker, and some postcards. And you have the choice of ten different certificates and twenty-eight different cards, (laughs) different business cards. And these cards are basically it's the size, shape, and material of a credit card. So it's thick, it's sturdy it'll probably outlast me to be honest so
0: give us like a one oh, 101 oh, uh, on satanism i mean B- your basic like if you were going to tell somebody this is yeah what this organization is about like what's the yeah.
1: basis it, it's it's kind of fun because i literally had a, a twitter conversation with a man about this earlier today and he was not satisfied with the answer But unfortunately, when you talk about stuff like this to certain groups of people, not everyone, obviously, they already come in with their own idea of what they already have in mind. So it's like, here Mm -hmm. is my structure of the world. Okay, here's what I believe. And it's like, as it's not compatible, it becomes harder for them to understand. And it's kind of tricky. Ostensively, it's, as I've been learning, so I think I looked into Satanism about three months ago came out as atheist about four five months ago so it's quite a quick thing for me yeah so it, ha- it has humanistic tendencies so it's about the benefit of humanity as a as a whole but it also has the added thing of using satan as a symbol and when i was asked i was one of my friends asked me this and i said it's kind of like batman you don't believe batman exists but you're kind of on his side when he goes out to do stuff in that regard.
0: That's so funny. I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about chaos, mag- uh, chaos magic theory. And they mm. use Batman as the example too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh,
1: Batman is, See, Batman is amazing. Um, Batman is amazing. I guess Satanism as a broad spectrum is um, mostly atheistic. Some groups are theistic. So some people believe that the devil does exist. Mm -hmm. Um, in one capacity like lucifer fell from heaven and all that. yeah um funny enough uh those some of those groups are known as luciferians which i love i love that as a term because i just imagine that is a great term i I can just imagine a whole bunch of people wearing like inverted crosses with massive dreadlocks and smoking weed i want to be in that group (laughs) it sounds like a good group but and i think you've got the temple of set who are also theistic Uh, the general conceit is that satan lucifer whichever Way you like to refer to him is the uh, ultimate—not rebel, but it's kind of pushing against authority. He's the symbol. Okay, he is the symbol who questions authority. The he is the one that said to God, "But why?" (laughs) He's the one who said to Eve, "Have the apple. It kind of makes you smart because it's from the tree of knowledge." (laughs) <laughs> so it's a concept so but it's the concept of here, have knowledge so you have right. more of awareness and understanding of what's going Educate on.
0: Educate yourself, yeah. Exactly.
1: And huh. it's not as big a problem in the UK as it is in the US. But in regards to or at least in regards to the Satanic Temple, i uh, are basically activists in regards to reproductive rights, for example. Because mm. um as I said, I I I'm I'm in the humble UK. So um when it comes to like reproductive rights there's not as much of a religious sort of backing behind the law mm-hmm. of it i think it could be better in a lot of co- uh, so many other countries to be fair so in regards to the temple they kind of push against stuff like that so it's like um uh, pushing against arbitrary authority and like that's... you say
0: so cuz th- that happens a lot in the bible like mm. god says no and nobody really asks why
1: yeah and but
0: like you know us I mean as a modern person because I'm I'm an ex-christian and I've only (laughs) yeah I've only just come to terms with the fact that I'm an ex-christian because I think I came out as a witch before Mm -hmm. I came out as an ex-christian yeah and and honestly I hadn't really been doing anything christian for Mm -hmm. a lot longer than I had been doing anything as a witch but that's just kind of the whole christianity I think has and I'm not saying that because my family is Christian, like my brother, for instance, is mm-hmm. Christian, but he and I agree on everything politically. You mm-hmm. know, reproductive rights, he, my brother is, is a feminist and an anti-racist and all these other things, you yeah. know, that, that I proclaim. But he's a Christian, he, he works at a church.
3: Yeah,
0: And that's not to say that, you know, that, that Christianity, mm-hmm. I, it, it, I guess it's like a lot of old Christianity is kind of like, well, God said so. I had a friend tell me that. She grew up in a church that they would tell her something and she would say, why? And they would say, well, ask God when you get to heaven. Oh, I I know, right?
1: Because I like like a good horror film. And I I used to volunteer at a charity shop. There was a religious woman who worked there. She didn't know I did. I don't think I did tarot at that point. But she said to me, like, oh, horror films do all this to people. And I'm like, well, I like horror films. I've never... Murdered anyone. Right. And so. Or come close to it. Exactly. I i, I don't know though, working in retail. <laughs> <laughs> Volunteers and charity shops should be paid with the amount of stuff they've got to deal with. But that's a whole yeah. other topic. Anyway, so I quoted something from um, the Alfred Hitchcock film and it said, uh, Look, man's been killing man since Cain and Abel. W- which is fair. So then she turned to me and goes, Ah, oh, but Cain and Abel is a story about sacrifice. And I'm like, no, I'm like, no, it's not. He killed It's not. Kind of... well, I'm sorry. And so I said, well, why is that? She went, when you have the spirit of Jesus in you, you'll understand. And I'm like, no, 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 You've, no. You've told me a thing. Please explain it to me because it doesn't make sense. No, no. You'll understand when you have the spirit of Jesus in you. Got home. I mentioned it to my dad and he's like, oh, yeah, people do that all the time. I asked a question once. When I was a kid and I said, when you accept it to be true, you'll understand why it's true. Uh,
0: (laughs) uh, It's it's such a cop out. (laughs) Exactly. It's such a cop out. And it's just that's the same thing cult leaders say to their followers. Yes, that's all. But I mean, but again, again, I'm not condemning Christianity as a whole because, again, my family is Christian and they're wonderful people. And true Christianity is about having a heart for other people. Yeah and it honestly sounds like the way you're describing it Satanism isn't really that far from it but it is more centred on being happy right now
1: yeah because it's you don't mind me plugging other podcasts whilst I'm here do you? not at all for others who want to know more about Satanism there's a podcast called Black Mass Appeal and uh, yes uh, they've, they've just recently celebrated their third year anniversary and they basically talk about topics the news, they cover all sorts Nice. And there's another podcast called Talk Heathen, which is once a week. They're they're both atheists, and they have people call in, and they get, and they're like, "Okay, what do you want to talk about?" Okay, I want to. uh, Here are my proofs that God exists. Okay, first of all, define God. Ever anyway. So one (laughs) of the things they say is, um, I completely lost my train of thought now. no it's completely gone <laughs> <laughs> completely gone well
0: it's a good transition actually because yeah. i uh i wanted to ask you about what you recommended for people who were very curious about atheism satanism because christianity is the way that a lot of people are raised in the u.s mm. still kind of hang on to a lot of that and yeah. I, i'm not i'm not upset that i grew up christian because it taught me a lot of really great things and yeah. it lets me to relate to my family still who i really love even though i'm Walking a different path, exactly. but so these podcasts you recommend are really great. And you mentioned the um, the Church of Satanism website. Yes, is there anything else that, like, especially when you because you just started, really yes. like anything else that you recommend um, as far yeah. as getting some basic information?
1: Well, it, it's very tricky because the because um, the internet the, the, is a very big world, and yes, um, like with other standard religions um the the uh, satanism has so many different branches i think they probably have just as many branches of satanism as there is christianity at this point because mm-hmm. uh, everyone wants to do their own thing but um, yeah resource wise they're the only ones i can think of at the moment but then they're the ones that's only because they're the ones i'm doing at the moment if you do want to read the satanic bible it's anton Levey, yeah right? an, yeah anton Levey. um he founded it in 1966 Um, if you want to read that book it's a quick read some of it some of that work isn't his (laughs) i recently discovered Mm. some of that book isn't his but some bits some bits are credited some bits aren't i guess it depends on what you want to do from it one of the reasons i went with the temple is because i kind of want to do more activism wise i'm not particularly an activist but there are groups um out um, on on the edge of essex that i Kind of in, involve myself with uh, to kind of do like charity and community work. For those for those in the UK who are interested, it's called Southend Soup. And they've got a fa- They've got a Facebook page. But because of the Copperberg virus, because um, <laughs> 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 of the old Lager lurgy, Uh we can't really yeah. do that much at the moment. But um, but I went with TST purely because I kind of wanted to be a bit more active and kind of do a bit uh, go to protest. I've been to pride a few times london pride a few times and i kind of want to do more stuff like that Mm -hmm. and a bit more activism but you know it's kind of who do you know but so i thought i'll do tst because i grew this this and this and they and they kind of actively do stuff
0: awesome well since i'm already we're already on the topic of satanism we have a couple of specific cards that we're going to look at um variations of the devil but i did want to ask what's your favorite aspect of satanism Ooh. like what really
1: drew you in um i guess the concept of rebellion there's a lot of things i question uh, once again religious household but i, I love i love my mum two pieces would not be the person i am without her however <laughs> We bump heads on so many things. She grew up in the east end of London. Pretty rough, basically. She grew up in the east end of London in, like, the 50s and 60s. For reference, she lived in the same area as the Cray Twins, for those of you who know who that is. Yeah.
3: Oh, my God. So
1: my my mother is quite old. It's very old-fashioned. So if it comes to stuff like lgbt stuff it would be someone you know if my next door neighbor was one of those i'd you know i'd lend them a cup of sugar that's fine but i might not go around their house that sort of thing and because because it says in the book it's bad so okay fine Mm. i can't help but if something doesn't make sense to me i ask and there's not an adversarial thing but we all i said we always wind up bumping heads because i'm just sitting there thinking but this makes sense for this reason but because one of the reasons with in regards with my mother she's she grew up in a very different a very different time very different world and still and believes the bible to be very literally true so she believes that adam and eve were people also an x x y and z i don't and I've not believed any of the half of it for many years, anyway. So me bumping me kind of bumping heads with her, I'm also bumping heads with the belief that she has as well. And so therefore, I'm like, but that doesn't make any sense. I'm saying it to her because she's the person I'm having the conversation with, but she's um, but she's representative of the idea as well. So I'm not just disagreeing with her I'm disagreeing with the philosophy in which she follows and the philosophy of a lot of people her age older younger also believe and it's that very weird contradiction where it's you know they can do what they want inside closed doors but why do they have to have parades and do this this and this because people are still because some people are still being beaten up in the street because of this right but as I said it's I'm not just saying this to her I'm saying this to the idea Lots of people read the book. Great. Doesn't mean that book is more true than any other book. I used to be one of those people. I
0: mean, I've since learned otherwise, but I used to be an incredibly homophobic Christian, and I met people who I learned to love as friends, and I was like, this can't be right. These people people deserve to have beautiful, prosperous lives and, and live a life... Like I live a life because mm. I'm a straight person. I'm a straight cisgender yeah. woman. You know? They don't they don't have any less rights than I do. I know for a fact that they're wonderful
3: Yeah
0: good people. Um, but yeah, I love that idea I love that idea of rebellion just against, you know, things w- that are unjust,
1: yeah. I guess. Because you're not you're not fighting back for the sake of fighting back. You're fighting back is right. like I'm not just doing, well, shut up because you're wrong because i just want i want to fight it's like no you're wrong because that's a horrible way to think it's kind right. of like it's i don't want to go too political again but it's like <laughs> but it's like the left and the right just because it's that it yeah.
0: sounds like what satanism is about is everybody should be able to everybody should equally have the right to indulge in whatever pleasure they like
1: yeah once again as long as everyone involved is cool with it then go for it
0: right Right, I mean, you know, and and people who are not cool with it, you know, those are the people that you t- you're talking about rebelling against. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's literally, okay. yeah, it's literally. We both want to do this. We're both fine with us doing this,
3: mm-hmm.
1: so we can. D- we should do it. Why right. should we care what you say? <laughs> essentially, right? I
0: mean, as long as it's not, you know, causing harm to anybody else, mm. and like intellectual harm is like a whole another thing. But yeah. like, if it, as long as it's not. Causing harm to anybody else, I don't see why everybody should be allowed to live their life the way they want to Exactly
1: so, no, That so is we... about as
0: political as we're going to get, but that's, you know, like, I mean, that's just kind of yeah, everybody, oh, yeah, you we know
1: could, we, we could go deeper, but so, We yeah.
0: really could, we really could, yes. and I don't know if the devil would hate us for it So, <laughs> on that note, we should get into some of our favourite devil cards Because yes. this is, after all, about the devil card and the tarot Yes I brought eight because I couldn't limit myself, although I'm not going <laughs> to talk about all eight of them Well, maybe I will, but only briefly. Yeah, yeah, go for it. (laughs) This is one of my favorites. Is the Wizards tarot that Mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier had the great astrology companion book. The devil is called is actually called the Dark Lord, Mm -hmm. which I think is just badass. And instead of people in chains, it's frogs.
1: Okay, that's quite because it's very it's toads. I I like that because it kind of feels like because you know it's supposed to be people, so it could either be the concept of. They were once people, now they're now dehumanized, so now they're the level of toads. Yeah. That might be the cider talking, I'm not sure.
0: I've not pulled that card when I've done a reading with the Wizard's Tarot. So I've never really like looked into it, but I just love that it's called the Dark Lord because yeah. I know that Satan is referred to that a lot. Like that um the Chilling
1: Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix, they call him the Dark Lord and I yeah. think that's fabulous. I need to I need to actually get around to watching that.
0: Okay, I only got halfway through the second season. The first season we binged in a weekend. It was fantastic Mm. it's really well acted the special effects are great the writing is really fun because they'll say thank hell instead of thank heaven yeah like everyday people do and it's those little details that are really fun about the show
1: i like little nuances like that yeah
0: it's really great um the other one that i wanted to mention forager's daughter tarot which um just went through its second printing but was Mm -hmm. a kickstarter i really love this image it's a black wolf dog with um um a tree cross sticks in front of it it's not crossed like a christian cross it's like an x and the image is just so strong to me because it's like this wolf dog is just kind of staring at you waiting for you to make your move kind of judging you it's got Mm. more of this like what are you going to do about it sort of attitude which i don't feel like i see a lot in the devil i see a lot of like sassy sexy looks yeah. You know, cunning looks. But this one is i can really asking you to get to the heart of the matter, I guess.
1: I, I, I can do, do you a quick Bible quote, if that helps. Or a brief... Yes. His first story is where this man is on a donkey heading towards this particular city, because God told him to go to this city. The devil comes up into the path. The man can't see, can't see him, but the donkey can. Mm-hmm. And so the donkey moves out of the way. As he's walking by, Lucifer is just like standing in the road, not moving. And the donkey has to move around him. That's the short version. So once again, having the fact that the dog, it being a wolf dog, just sitting there. It's like, are you going to move me or are you going to move around me? Mm -hmm. Um, So that feels like the obstacle bit. Yeah. Um, So that feels very biblical as well. Yeah. Same, not just a pretty face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The other one that wasn't on my on my like top three, because mm-hmm. I was just curious. Have you ever looked at the herb crafters tarot? Uh,
1: No, I the closest I have is what was it? it it's a it's a herb tarot, but mm-hmm. it's I think like the death card is an onion or something like that. So it's like a plant and then like maybe a person with it.
0: Yeah, so these are all just plants, and mm. the, the tarot is really cool because it comes with different, like, tasks you can do mm-hmm. to, like, work with these different plants, but the devil is blackberry, and most of them are just random medicinal plants, but this mm. is, like, a blackberry most people are familiar with, and yeah. it talked about how blackberries can be sweet and indulgent and turned into pies, but, like, when you're picking blackberries, you'll prick your hands on the thorns, mm. which I grew up picking blackberries at my granddad's farm, and... That's definitely the case. You, you, you know, you pick them right off the vine and they're really sweet, but yeah. like you'd come away with your hands all chewed up. There's the the pain and pleasure, like I, Patrick was talking about, yeah. with the cocktail. Actually,
1: what I also like, because we, we used to go blackberry pick, uh, blackberry picking, also because just because it's black doesn't mean it's ripe. Yeah, that's fan. true. Yeah. Although, let's be fair, blackberries are fine, but we all prefer apple.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that, how you do that on your... Your Book of Job channel. Yeah. where You're
1: eating the apple. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh I literally knocked that up in the same day I actually did my first recording. Nice. Oh. That
0: red blazer looks
1: amazing. Uh, yes. Uh I got that about a year or two ago as nice. a part of uh well, as a part of the Devil Look and then one of my work colleagues told me I look like an employee at Butlins. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, Cheers, Karen.
0: So, what cards did you have that were your favorite? Okay, so,
1: cards—they're so good. I've, I've chosen ones of different themes and styles. So, my first one—we're going to go with the Morgan Greer tarot. We are looking at a black goat head, uh, with its horns spiraling up to the corners of the card, uh, behind a um, in front of a red circle, and on its forehead is a very large inverted star. With a, green ca- a lit green candle just in between where the star splits. That I think is cool because the traditional uh, image of Baphomet, he has a candle on his forehead lit. And Lucifer is also known as the Lightbringer. Uh,
3: yeah. Yes.
1: And so having that as a combination. And also, fun fact um, when they call, say Lucifer Morning Star, Um, It is actually a mistranslation in the Bible. Any of you astronomers out there would know the morning star is referenced to Venus. Mm. It is the brightest star in the dusk and dawn and was believed to be a star. So it was known as the morning star. So the original name Lucifer was actually referenced to the planet Venus. Huh. (laughs) See? Which is the
0: planet of sex. So there you go. Well,
1: there you go. (laughs) I mean, it is a pretty hot planet. Hey. and I think it's a lot more livelier scientists are actually looking to see if there's life in the clouds so it's what, all educational
0: we'll find out soon I, you got... know what if i'm really interesting because i was talking about capricorn earlier and mm-hmm. and particularly my capricorn tendencies and this this devil has a green candle i like green candles all the time one mm. of my favorite candle spells to do is for money and jobs for yeah. um friends i like green candles all the time so it's yeah it's kind of funny that this is part of this ambition card and yeah. it, i practice it a lot
1: <laughs> so uh my next card is from the we- uh, wheel of the year and this one i think is a great symbology of the devil so is a very explicit yeah. card i, I bloody love this one so, it's
0: really it's really hot it's it, really literally and figuratively <laughs>
1: It pretty, as I said, um, it literally encapsulates the spirit and the spirit of the card rather than just the aesthetics. So it's basically a man and a woman uh, nude in a very hot embrace in a very kind of very sexual embrace. Oh, yeah. Um, They are wrapped in rose thorns. With a large rose above them, but they are wrapped in thorns. They are cut. They are bleeding, and they are oh also—oh my gosh—they
0: are bleeding. Yeah,
1: and they're also surrounded by fire. It's so beautifully symbolic of the concept of of lust, of mm-hmm. not not it, of pleasure and pain. How desire can be great but destructive. Ah, oh, I just love this one so much. <laughs> it's like so yeah. Good.
0: Yeah, it is super explicit. Um, Mm. I will post it to the Instagram with the warning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we talked about it. I've mentioned it several times, but um, so the pain and pleasure card is from the Da Vinci Enigma Tarot. And it's a sketch of what's commonly known as Siamese twins. I'm not really sure of the PC term for Siamese twins. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Conjoined twins. Thank you. But yeah, it's this idea of like two things existing at the same time. I love the Da Vinci Enigma because it's all of Da Vinci's sketches. Mm. And it's not a very colorful deck, but it has an incredible impact all the same. So these conjoined twins, their arms are entangled, going in different directions, but they share a torso and legs. Mm. So it's just there's there's four arms and two heads And they're looking off in different directions. But it's interesting, this idea of good things existing at the same same time that bad things exist. And kind of this weighing of the good and the bad.
1: Juxtaposition.
0: Exactly. And just kind of figuring out, you know, one of those, like, is it worth it kind of things. Yeah. But also allowing pain and pleasure to exist at the same time. Because they're definitely not mutually exclusive. Mm. I think life as a whole, is full of pain and pleasure. There are very few experiences that exist without both pain and pleasure. Like, even basic things. Like, people make jokes all the time about how you make plans with friends, but you'd rather stay at home. But then you go out and you might have a good time. Well, maybe not right now with COVID.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: (coughs) (laughs) But you you make plans and you're like, oh, no, I don't know if I want to get all dressed up and bother. But then you go out and you have a good time and you make memories with your friends. Like, there's still, like, this aspect of, like, Pain to it, but it's just you know, what's your tolerance of that?
3: Yeah.
0: The other one, and this one is a lot more bleak. This is called the Shadow from Numinous Tarot by Ooh. Uh, the Instagram handles Numinous Spirit and Cedar McLeod has a new oracle deck coming out and is working on another new tarot deck. But okay, cool. This this one is a figure. Who is not sexually nude, but doesn't have any eyes, but still has a very, very detailed face, but where their heart should be, there's a hole and there's red strings coming through it that are tied around their neck and then their hands are bound Mm. as well. So it's this definitely this idea of putting yourself in a position by being bound to yourself, like kind of getting yourself stuck like this is one of the most negative devil cards in terms of well you did this to yourself how are you going to untie yourself like the style of tarot that i do is really resonates with this type of tarot card like the vice is within yourself you have a lot more power to get yourself out of that vice than you think you do which is the interpretation I give every time this card pops up for somebody. I was going to say,
1: because the way that's described makes me think of the Eight of Swords. Yes. Because to me, or in the Rider Waite version at least, it's the idea that, that yes, they are bound, yes, they are blindfolded, but nothing stopping them from walking away or turning around and cutting their binds with the sword. I mean, they can Mm -hmm. still remove the blindfold with their hands bound. But they are just resigned to being in that scenario. And Mm -hmm. with one of the concepts of the devil card being about self-imposed restriction, that's always Mm -hmm. been one of the other things because the devil in itself is a manifestation. It's not a physical, actual entity. Or once again, in concept of the cards.
0: So this last one that you have, I think, is one of my favorite devil cards ever. Uh, Yes, Um, I really love this one.
1: It's quite ironic because this is one of my favourite devils from one of my least favourite decks. (laughs) Uh, So this is from the Law of Attraction. If you've seen the Baphomet before, this is basically Baphomet, but with Mm -hmm. a male torso. Big long horns, pentagram on his forehead, has words written on his arms, which I cannot read because dyslexia and cider is one of the worst combinations.
0: It
1: says solve and coagula. Um, well, that's fun. Uh so so the arm that has solve, uh, he has his hand raised and he's holding a paintbrush, and on the other hand he has a paint palette and he's cross legged on a pile of skulls. It's um, really cool. It is pretty cool. It's one of my it's one of my favourite Bathomet themed devils. Not my favourite. It's as close to the classic version, as you will find in tarot, because mm-hmm. everything else is kind of, I guess, I would say their own interpretation. But they're all interpretations. But because it's just Baphomet on their own, there's nothing to indicate any of the classic signs. So there's no, there's no one in bondage. Sorry, S and M fans. But there's no one in nothing really in bondage. <laughs> there's no, there's no classic symbology. It is just Baphomet with a paintbrush and palette aesthetically it's really cool he's wearing trousers that kind of not yoga trousers kind of like they look
0: very comfortable easy oh, to yeah, move they, in oh,
1: they do look so comfortable if you do see him he does look pretty comfy with the exception of i mean there must be a cushion underneath those um skulls because i can't imagine skulls are very comfortable but i do have an extra devil that i picked out hmm so this is from one of my top favorite decks of all time. was in my top five this is from the true black tarot so this is what isn't i like to refer to as one of the sexy satans so basically this is it's a black background and you have a white masculine figure um you know what i'll take that back relatively effeminate figure but a masculine face uh two sets of arms And the hands are kind of like charcoal grey and golden wings. And just above their head is a golden crown, but it's like shattered. And that has that feeling of temptation and Mm. and the forbidden. Now, once again, the reason I always find the forbidden interesting because the idea is here is this thing that's forbidden, although this has so much benefit to you, you might as well take it. Yeah, so I wanted to kind of chuck that in because that's going to be... Uh, it's going to be from something that's going to be used later, so.
0: Yes, because Job is going to be kind enough to bless us with a tarot reading. I'm not yep. doing it this episode. Job is. Oh, okay. Um, but
1: that, that's nice. That's yeah. nice to me. <laughs> mm.
0: Well, you do, you know, you do good readings. I mean, your your mm. weekly forecasts are really fun. So, why don't you just go ahead and use that format for the reading you're going to do now?
1: Okay. Right.
0: And you're going to use the True Black Tarot.
1: I'm going to use the True Black Tarot. I did a full review on this deck uh last year was it last year i completely live frame of time <laughs> yeah, so blue um, six
0: on youtube and you can look for yeah. the true black tarot review yes.
1: uh, blue six tarot uh six is spelled s-i-c-x because it was a really cool name my mate sent to me once
0: info will be in show notes too
1: yes that too okay
0: i'm excited
1: i I'm intrigued. It's not
0: often that I do my own, <laughs> own podcast and I don't have, like, a whole deck here. Like, I'm just, I just get to, like, relax and let the reading happen.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I said, te- oh, whoops. Ah, okay, you've popped out. <laughs> no, no, no listeners, I meant the cards. we just calm down. <laughs> if I sound good now, imagine how I sound on my videos. I can answer that, less drunk. Not completely sober, but less drunk. Yes, although it's a
0: I'd... fantastic YouTube channel. I'll yes. let them fool you,
3: guys.
1: <laughs> yes, um, I'm currently working on. Well, I've I've got some ideas in motion for some Halloween decks to review. Ooh. Um, I've even got a different. I've even put together a different intro. Okay, so we're gonna do our three cards then. On my channel, I do a weekly forecast. They come up at about. I put, usually post them on Fridays. The first card represents Monday and Tuesday, second Wednesday and Thursday, and the third card uh, would be uh, Friday and the weekend. But we also have a nice extra card that's popped out. Ooh. Um, so and if I- you're
0: not listening to this on September 21st, then whatever week is coming up for you, just take it for that.
1: Indeed. So um, obviously I'm going to take a picture of this afterwards. So this can also be come up on the um, on, on your Instagram. Yes. And uh, maybe on mine, depending on if I am feeling saucy. Mm. And also, I can get away with that because the English accent, Saucy.
0: <laughs> I did, I did tell one person that you were going to be the guest mm-hmm. this episode, and she was like, "I love his accent."
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the one of the reasons I feel that I have to explain some of my English things is because, as far as I can gather, most of my followers are American, and I do mm-hmm. get I do get a lot of. I like your accent. And I'm just like, nice. I'm single, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You uh, really
0: want to do that long of a distance relationship, though. See, that sounds like a devil card just waiting to happen. Uh, like uh, a modern witch tarot where it's like two long distance people texting each other. We live in the modern age. Anything's possible. <laughs> if you If you can actually brave getting on a plane right now with COVID going on, More power to long-distance relationships. Hey,
1: look. At the the moment, half my my whole household's furloughed any excuse to Mm. get out for a couple of days. (laughs) Anyway.
0: I am, like, on a plane to London to see you and one of my other tarot friends that lives there (laughs) as soon as we can travel again. I've missed two international trips this year.
1: So, first right. off, so for Monday and Tuesday, this is why we should never drink too much during these podcasts.
0: Don't worry, we'll edit out some of it. <laughs> <laughs> she That's said. what editing, the mag- we'll do it in post. <laughs> yeah, she says that
1: now. Anyway. <laughs> gotta leave that bit in. <laughs> anyway, so for Monday and Tuesday, we have the Eight of Pentacles. Mm. yeah, so I'll quickly... It's one of my
0: all-time favourites.
1: the beginning of the week, so for Monday and Tuesday, we're looking at the idea of just sitting down and getting shit done. Focusing on not getting... And it's not the concept of going out and getting this job over here done, this job over there done, this... Over, no, you're literally sitting down and focusing on one thing and getting that one thing perfect. It's about getting that one thing perfect precise and once that's done that is the focus the only time you should really be stopping is for lunch and then going home it's about just sitting down and just getting that thing that needs to be done and getting it done to perfection yes it's going to drive you crazy but better you get it done now then ship it off half-assed and then all of a sudden it's like it's going to cut look it's going to come back to you if it's not done properly anyway no one's going to accept a half painted canvas you get that sucker done that
0: is, uh, I talked about last episode, the Eight of Pentacles. How much I love it because it's the Sun in Virgo, and that is, one hundred percent. Like, mm. get it done, get it done. Not only right, but perfectly. Yes. And don't stop until it it's done. Yeah, mm. I love that.
1: Um, unfortunately, I've not been able to catch up with your podcast at the moment. What would, what is your favorite card?
0: Uh, page of Pentacles. Well, High Priestess, Page of Pentacles, Eight of Pentacles.
1: Okay. I was just curious because I don't think we've had that conversation. You just have to catch up. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) But as I said...
0: How dare you come on my podcast and not be caught up?
1: I'm I'm a lousy Apple user. It's got to be an Apple podcast.
0: (laughs) Okay, so I love that card for Monday and Tuesday. So what's Wednesday and Thursday look like? Wednesday
1: and Thursday. What was your other favorite, did you say?
0: Uh, Page of Pentacles,
1: High Priestess. Oh, would you look at that? It's the Page of Pentacles. Are
3: you serious?
1: cross my heart and hope to fly that shut
3: is... up what that, that,
1: there you go page right there
3: oh page
1: bearing in mind um, when I do my readings um, online and in general I always have the cards face down until I actually have to read them because I like to be just as surprised as the person doing the reading for <laughs>
0: This is so crazy. My, like, all my energies infused in this reading. I was like, I'm going to sit here and not participate. But all my energy
1: is, obviously. So, um, with the midweek, it's about... At the moment, it seems to be, like, singular. So, in the beginning, it's, like, focusing on that one thing and getting that one thing perfect. So, in the middle of the week, it's about focusing on the next new thing. In regards to the design of the first card, you've basically got, like, a, a, a Forge's hammer and... Coins that are like roasting hot as if they've just come out from the the sword makers. I don't know forging with but the page, like
0: a like the blacksmith, blacksmith making yeah. the sword,
1: yeah, but they're kind of
0: Hephaestus,
1: yes, Hephaestus. There you were we the go. one who
0: corrected me on that, yes, I cool.
1: yes. I was, yeah. So, in regards to the page, uh, this page is um, looks like it's basically this page just like the kind of swinging from vines mm-hmm. and there are coins amongst the vines and I have chosen this one coin to pluck I said pluck and, <laughs> and um, so this is about you've now done your first thing that's now fine, perfect, still good you now need to find the next thing to work on but it's not about finding just, the, just any old thing it's about the next thing to put just as much focus into mm-hmm. so it's not just about Any random next job, it's like the next big job. Don't waste so it's about not wasting your time with the things that aren't really that important. It's about focusing on the next big job. And so so for Friday and the weekend, we are looking at Ooh. So traditionally it is the wheel or the wheel of fortune. In this Uh. in this, it's called destiny.
0: Right, so this is how it looks Ooh, it's like a spaceman
1: it's like a spaceman he has no head his head is kind of the cloth uh the tapestry that's the word those of you who think about it makes me think of the fates who kind of like weave the tapestry is it the and they share they? the eye yeah oh. the fates share the eye but now i'm thinking about this but then i now the hercules I, now, yeah, <laughs> yeah now, now i'm thinking about it i don't think her, i re hercules recently and i don't think it's accurate i don't think the facts are fully accurate to that but basically his head is made of the tapestry and he's picking out strings from that tapestry and and basically stitching it together
0: wow and it also has
1: the symbols he has two sets of arms is that
0: based on vishnu
1: it might be um, that I ha- makes,
0: you said extra arms and i immediately thought i i and i don't know a lot about hinduism but that immediately made me in my mind think of vishnu
1: i do have my book on me i'm just having a quick uh, skim through which is very easy considering
0: just a quick plug that if you need to use the guidebook it is not wrong the yes. guidebook often has great good information yes
1: i was always told when you get a deck read that book through then never look at it agree. again. i agree but the uh, has two sets of arms. The top set are stitching together this fabric. The second set are in a standard yoga pose with the thumb and index finger meeting and the other hands palmed out. One hand with a symbol of water, or the triangular symbols. One is for water, mm. one is for fire. Ooh. Yes. So for the Friday and the weekend, it's aiming towards the idea of at that point it's just kind of let things happen everything is kind of been Harm-
0: harmony is the word that's coming to mind for me mm. like like letting things harmonize themselves yeah. Yeah. I like an interject
1: <laughs> yeah no no that's fine no cuz essentially what i'm saying is this card is basically saying okay you've done your stuff sit back and just let everything else happen so that's pretty much where i was going with that anyway but uh, you put it more succinctly <laughs> But yeah, so it is that kind of, okay, the sit back, let nature take its course. Right. Oh, that's
0: so, I'm thinking about like my future plans, like the weekend that's coming up for me. And I have plans to go, I have have plans, which I can't spoil in case one particular person is listening. (laughs) This reading is really great for me personally i'm literally
1: taking notes as if he's reading yes. me for me I, 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 yeah, every every now and again she just looks down to her right and just kind of moves her arm yeah, led, I like, yeah i have
0: my notepad
1: i was just like i really hope she's writing stuff down
0: well when he said eight of pentacles because you all i talked about eight of pentacles and then the the reaction was genuine with the page yeah. of pentacles because
1: i mean it's like I'm wow psych, it's like i'm psychic or something
0: you know oh wow no I, a tarot
1: reader and <sighs> having intuition what i know, I, I know right What next? But speaking of jokes, while shuffling, another card did pop out. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we do have a bonus card. This is the five of wands. Middle. So basically you have five wands. Oh, well, Mm -hmm. five wooden objects, I'll say. So (laughs) that sounds so much worse than it is. Look, it could have been worse. I could have bought the fr- unpronounceable French ones. <laughs> okay, what does the card mean before it just dissolves and giggles? <laughs> okay. Over I'm uh, kind of like overcoming conflict and kind of dealing with Once again, this is about what's This is about focusing on what's important. So this is kind of feels more about dealing with conflict. Both sides are just as strong as the other. So by this is you've got Two spears and two sticks or like branches. One spear has broken a branch and one branch has broken the other spear and in the middle mm. you have what looks like Gandalf's staff <gasps> in the middle being untouched.
3: Oh. It does.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. So this has that so that's kind of going towards the idea of some things will work out, some things won't. But as long as you focus on what's the impo- on what the important thing is, you should be able to get that. So- yeah, you know, focus on that and get that sorted. Yeah. So it's about focusing on what's important because there's going to be there's going to be things that come and go. Just make sure that what you need to get done gets done. Because other things are always going to fall by the wayside. Some things are going to work out good. Some things are going to work out bad. But as long as you focus on what needs to be done, that will. The fact that you're focusing on it and trying to get it sorted will kind of keep it from going astray.
0: So, like, basically, figure out where your priorities lie.
1: Yeah, and then once that once that's done, well, it will stay around because that's the one that's worth keeping. And if it's worth keeping, so, it's not going to go anywhere.
0: So, since that's the bonus card, do you say that? Would you say that's like an overall theme for the week? Or
1: yeah. So, when I do this sort of thing, if if I'm ever doing like a really small spread. Um, I usually do about four cards, which is basically, the f- the bottom three are, the first three cards are, here's what's going on at the moment, and the third and the fourth card is the message to take away from this. So in this regard, it's Monday, here's what's going on in the week, but here's like the overall thing to keep in mind through the week. Okay. So, it's so kind of like the overall message, and then like the individual steps for that message, the specific
0: yeah, so cuz all of my notes yeah. Oh, you know what that that really works really well with the overall
3: mm.
0: breakdown of the week though because we're talking about figuring out if you have conflict coming, mm. you want to know where your priorities lie and like Monday and Tuesday we're talking about getting something really important done and kind of getting it out of the way. Mm the word i wrote down for the page of pentacles for wednesday and thursday was singular yeah that was like that word really like stood out to me so focusing on the next new thing making something what's the next project yeah so finishing something old bringing in something new and then in the weekend kind of letting everything digest almost
1: yeah yeah it's, it's it's similar to what when I think of the three of wands. I and, love and, yeah. that card. Yeah. So it's basically saying, okay, this guy's here. He set his ships out to sail. He's planned it all. It's everything that needs to be done has been done. He's done everything on his end. He's now sent the ships out. And then it's just left to the fucking whims of the earth, whether the ships will even come back. So you've done everything on your side you now just sit back and just hope that everything comes back to you. But this one is less like that and just more of, okay, you've done your stuff, just sit back. All the pieces will fall into place rather than you waiting for your plans to come back. So this Mm -hmm. is just more of waiting for the next step and see where it's going to take you next rather than just waiting for you to get your thing back, I guess.
0: So really on the weekend, you have official permission to let all of that go yeah Yeah. and really chill like really really relax yeah this is really welcome for me for this week to be honest with you i'm really happy
1: well well, you're welcome
0: i appreciate it this is this is fantastic and and these readings Mm. y'all are available every single week barring when Job needs a break (laughs) on blue sticks tarot on youtube well you know human beings need a break damn it
1: yeah (laughs) I mean, um, although those of you who are, have been following me uh, through that, uh, thank you everyone for the support. It was really nice. I got a lot of lovely messages saying, well-deserved, stuff like that. I, I do appreciate it. And I also, I got to 400 whilst uh, whilst taking a week and a half off. I thought it was strange. Well, but as I said, I, I appreciate it. That's and, the uh, universe
0: blessing you taking care of yourself. Fantastic reading, as always. Thank you. Because like I said, the YouTube readings are always on point and the daily readings on Instagram are always really great, too. That's, yes, I do tarot of the day. Job always does a post about like the daily tarot card. Mm. And that's because my tarot of the day is usually for everyone else. But I always look at Job's card for
1: mm. me personally. <laughs> and true. Uh, f- Fun fact, that's kind of how we started talking
0: it is it is because i was just like these are like one there was one week where all of it was like completely on yeah. point
1: point. Was- and you dropped me a message saying oh my god this is so i know and i'm walking out walking my dog hey this person likes my stuff and then i think one day and i did my card of the day and i'm at work and then you dropped me a message saying hey I- i've got your card but could i have another card to kind of oh uh, clarify yeah. <sighs> yeah
3: it's
1: surprising what i remember and i'm like yeah sure so i'm like uh where's that deck so i picked a deck and then that's kind of how we started talking
0: yeah Uh, it was and now you're my podcast guest
1: exactly and i'm And now you guys
0: know the story of v and blue six
1: exactly (laughs) i'm honored with a capital o (laughs)
0: would you say honored because it's the uk and you say everything with an h uh
1: no only with herb (laughs) only, only herb only herb oh that's a good point yeah because yeah, uh, that's an, an eddie, eddie Izzard Izzard joke. Joke. yeah yeah i love him yeah and i'm sitting there thinking yeah damn right i'm honored to oh wait yeah okay fair days <laughs> I, I always find language barriers hilarious
0: yeah we'll have to have a totally separate conversation about that
1: because yeah
0: because spoiler alert joe will be back we have planned many
1: episodes so many episodes so many episodes I have no idea what any of them are, but I know that. You do happening. too. We, one, one is
0: musical in nature, so
1: mm. just
0: start speculating, people. Yes. Joe, thank you so much yes. for coming on. This has been a blast. We have talked for a lot longer than this actual time yes. of this episode. Yes. So there may be bits and pieces in different episodes. You never know what Indeed. the timestamp will be. Yes. Also, I'm pretty drunk
1: so and i'm slight and i'm quite sleepy so i think we're both yeah right i know it's late where
0: you're at <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like half 10 now so
0: oh my gosh well thank you so much for joining me to being my first guest on mystical millennial As from said, all the way from the uk
1: yes i know uh, the import tax on this podcast streaming is going to be immense <gasps> Who i will you? incur it all
0: don't worry <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, 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 so if you put if i wrap it as the word, if i put the word gift on it i won't be taxed it's fine <laughs>
0: perfect yeah sorted. perfect
1: so, all right yeah so um i said thank you for having me on So, people who think i sound really good should really take a look at how i look so if you want to <laughs> if you want a youtube
3: channel
1: yeah if you want to see if you want to see, see the face to the sexy voice yeah, so if you look up uh, Blue Six Tarot, um, six spelled S I C X, on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, um, I do card of the day, in which I pick a deck for I pick a different deck for the week, and I use that deck. Oh, and I use that deck for the week. I, I do my weekly forecast on my YouTube channel, so I do forecasts, unboxings, reviews, and what I'm calling my reshuffles. So, if you want to look for an entire deck. And those of you who are interested in more of the uh, Satanism style of uh, stuff, I've spoken about,
0: I will tag everything in Instagram yes. and the show notes. Only because so don't ha- worry about I,
1: only because one has an underscore, and I forget which one has the underscore. If on Instagram, it's Hail underscore Lust on Instagram, and just Hail Lust on Twitter. Oh
0: yeah, that's right, Hail Lust. Sorry, <laughs> that's fine.
1: Yeah, so it's uh, Hail Lust on Twitter and Hail underscore Lust on Instagram, and I'm doing some uh, videos on. Uh, satanism that i'm learning through at the moment and that is on the book of job uh job with an e by the time this comes up hopefully i'll have a video talking about the devil appearing in tarot cards and kind of more a uh, bit more specific uh, decks and i've got gotta go saying because my dog won't stop barking <laughs> <It's me laughs> thank plucking. you so much that's no problem at all thank you again for having me look forward to our next yes. one
0: Thanks for listening to Mystical Millennial. Podcast art by Agart Merman. Music by Russell Beard. Mixologist and editor Patrick Kusinskis. And I'm your hostess, tarot reader, glamour witch, Mystical Millennial, V. Kusinskis. Find pictures of today's episode and book a reading on Instagram at Mystical Millennial.